Welcome to the Get Down with Herbie Brown. This is a weekly series that showcases the world of sports with a focus on the NFL, NBA, and college football. From the recruiters and players to the teams and coaches, we've got it all covered. Now, here's your host, Coach Herbie Brown. Yes, family, I am back. This is the Get Down with Herbie Brown. I'm coming to you live from Merritt Island, Florida, the Sunshine State. Hey, family. You know, it's been a been a minute since we had a chance to talk. It's been a long week. My co-host Kelvin Harris, say hello to him, Kelvin. Yo, Kelvin Harris held it down for me last week, and I apologize for not being able to be with you the entire time. But I got things to do. I would love to spend all my time with you, but I just can't do that right now. But anyway, <laughs> that, even though I'm not around, there's still a lot that goes on. In, in athletics and sports, especially in professional sports, professional sports, college sports, no matter what, no matter what you do, we can go to sleep all we want to, but there's still something moving, something going on. The world continues to roll. So, again, we don't make the news; we just report it. So all we're gonna do is sit here and hang out with you for about an hour or so, and we're gonna talk a bunch of junk. We're gonna make it do what it do. We're gonna get down. But today, first things first. We got to give a shout out and a moment of silence, I must say. We have to give a moment of silence for one of our fallen brothers, 48-year-old Al Collins, brother, former Miami Hurricane quarterback, our teammate, quarterback extraordinaire, Ryan Collins. So we're going to take just a moment to give a moment of silence. And Al, may you rest in peace, my brother. We miss you. We love you. And you will never be forgotten. Okay, so back to the show. So here we go. Now, Kelvin. Yeah. And hey, my, my main man, Alan Hearns, Alan Bubba Hearns, wide receiver from the University of Miami, signing with the, with America's team, the Dallas Cowboys. Talk Maybe to him. Give number 88. No, he didn't want number 88. That's good. You know what he did? What did he do? He ended up taking number 17. He wanted That's 17 that. to give a. I guess what's the best way to say it? He he wanted to, to he wanted number seventeen because he wanted to recognize the seven uh, represent the seventeen people that were killed in Parkland at, at, in Parkland at Stoneman Douglas High School. So again, oh, hey, man, that that's special. I mean that that is, you know, but that's who Alan Hearns is. You know, Alan played for us at the University of Miami, and. You know, we all felt then he was a phenomenal person, player. As a matter of fact, I got to get Alan to come on to the show, both him and his mom. Yeah, Alan and his mom. Both. I'm, I'm still confused as to how he didn't get drafted. You know, I talked to a couple guys that were scouts, and they still, they don't really, they can't really explain it. Because, um, you know, he was a great kid. I know he worked hard for y'all. Um, he had good speed. He had good size. He didn't drop balls. I don't get it. Man, and neither of us do, you know. So, to be honest with you, Kevin, we didn't get it then, and I don't get it now. But I tell you, he made up for it because he signed with Jacksonville, a forty million dollar deal with twenty million guarantee. I tell now, he you, he didn't make the whole forty. He made that twenty. Yeah, well, I tell you what, they cherry picked him because Jed just sat back and scooped him up. Oh, for of free. course, of course. Yeah, man. And they got they got a phenomenal player. They yeah. got a phenomenal person. They got the entire family. They got the, the, the whole package. But he signed with the Dallas Cowboys, and he allowed the Dallas Cowboys and Jerry Jones to say, hey, bye-bye, this. 
I was giving wow. a little Tyler Dez win at number 88. He was tainting, uh, he was tainting that 88. Uh, you know, I mean, Dez has some emotional issues, I believe. But anyway, oh, no, he does. we're going to talk about Dez here in a, little, in a minute. He got his, he's got his own segment on our show, and we definitely <laughs> want to hit Dez Bryant because he is an interesting individual. But, yeah, we're going to give a get-down shout-out to Stephen Morris on signing with the Seattle Seahawks. He's up there with Pete Carroll, Jethro Franklin, Kendrick Norton. He's going to be backing up Russell Wilson. Hey, and, you know, the funny part about that the whole thing, Kevin, was Seattle was getting ready to work out Colin oh, Kaepernick. Yeah. Yeah. And our main man, Stephen Morris, went up there and showed him, hey, look, y'all ain't got to bring him in. I can I do what you want me to do. Did they sign Austin Davis, too? I believe they did sign Austin. Well, they're going to end up keeping Stephen Morris because he more so fits what <laughs> uh, Russell Wilson does. Yeah, yeah. Now, and, and wait a minute, back up. Jeff, Jeffro is, is, is D-line coach over there, too, now? Man, Jeffro Franklin is the assistant defensive line coach to coach Clint Hurt. Clint what? Hurt is D-line <laughs> coach. Just, I know, right? <laughs> Boy, this football thing something serious, ain't it? Boy, I, tell you, I don't know. It, it is what it is. Yeah, but Clint Hurd is the D-line coach. Jethro Franklin is his assistant. But the best part about that whole situation, Jethro is with a great guy in Clint Hurd. We all know Clint. We love Clint. Clint yeah. is that dude. And he's with his guy, Kendrick Norton. So. Whoa, whoa, Kendrick Norton. Yeah, Kendrick Norton Jr., baby. He's a defensive coordinator with the Seattle Seahawks. Oh, Kenny, Kenny Norton. Oh, okay. I'm, I'm thinking about the D line from our school. Nah, yeah, 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 yeah. And that's my fault because I'm, I'm thinking about him too. So that's why I said Kendrick. Kendrick, whoa, they got the same. Oh, I missed that one. So Ken Norton is. Oh, yeah. So wait a minute. He got fired, and now he went back to home. Let me tell you. But but here's the deal, and this is so funny because Ken, when Ken Norton was let go. Again, now, I'm a Ken Norton fan, not just because of the dad. I'm a Ken Norton senior, the boxer. I'm a, one of the biggest Ken Norton senior fans there is. But the boxer was a I'm a man. big Ken Norton Jr. fan. Ken Norton Jr. is that dude. I had a well, great I, time out there with, with Oakland. You know, I learned a lot from him at the, the time that I spent with those guys at, at you know, doing the minority internship with the Oakland Raiders. I learned a great deal from Ken Norton Jr. Now, well, Hurley, if you think about it, he got his education with Jimmy running our yeah. old defense. Exactly. Exactly. But what he was also able to do, and what I didn't know at the, particular, at the time that I was out there, and I didn't know that Ken Norton had been a high school football coach either. When, once Ken retired from the National Football League, Ken went back to California and coached high school ball. Then he went to USC. I thought Ken jumped right into USC straight out of out of the pros, but he didn't. No, nah, that's kind of like what Antonio Pierce is doing with Arizona right now because he was over at Long Beach Poly. Exactly. Uh, he was the head coach at Long Beach Poly. I remember seeing that, and they had a great story on, on him. That, that so, made a great – that was a great situation because your head coach is on NFL Live, and then he yep. comes back and coaches you, and now he's at Arizona. That was Ain't a great move by Hearn. Yeah. That was a great yeah. move by Hearn. So, and again, hey, man, congrats to both Alan Hearns, Stephen Morris, um, Jethro Franklin with being with the Seattle Seahawks, and we got our boys up there. Jethro Franklin, Clint Hurd, Brennan Carroll. Morgan, 
Dan Morgan is a, a scout for them too, right? I'm not sure. I don't know that. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say yes or no on that because I don't know. But I do know if he is, they got one hell of a scout. But the problem is, Dan, because of Dan's ability to play the game and how big his heart was, man, it's gonna be hard to impress Dan Morgan. <laughs> I would hate to be a linebacker, you know, and and having Dan Morgan coming coming to critique me to play, because dude, this this dude was a beast. Well, it's I mean, the same thing. Same thing with Ken Norton as your defensive coordinator. I mean, yeah, but but Ken Ken has Ken's a professional. Yeah, Ken has grown. No, the one thing that I loved about Ken, first of all, his presentation was phenomenal. His knowledge of the game was second to none. His ability to, to relate to his players was unbelievable. So when he got let go with the Oakland Raiders, I was hurt because I just watched what he was able to do and how he was able to relate with those players. I had Ken and I still have Ken Norton Jr. pegged to be a head coach in the near future. Oh, now, no, definitely, definitely. The San Francisco 49ers offered him a position as the associate head coach with them last year right after he had got, gotten let go with the Oakland Raiders. They offered him that position. He turned it down. But here's what I'm, I'm going to tell you. We got about three minutes before we take a break. So here's what I did. All right. I got a yeah. friend of mine, a close friend of mine, who is a close friend to Willie Taggart up at Florida State. Yeah. Okay. So at that particular time, Willie Taggart had not hired a defensive coordinator. So my buddy, my, my, my friend, called me and asked me, who did I think would be a great defensive coordinator for Willie Taggart in Florida State? So the first name that came to mind was Mike Barrow. Mike Barrow's one of my guys. And, you oh. know, we both talked. He was like, hey, man, is he ready? Yes, Mike is ready. Mike has done everything that he needs to do in order for him to be ready to be the defensive coordinator on a collegiate level. And then the guy, he, he hemmed and hard about it. I said, but you, and then I thought about it. It kind of hit me. I had an epiphany. And I got to think. I said, wait a minute. Hold on. What about Ken Norton Jr.? And he stopped. And he thought about it. He said, oh, man, are you serious? I said, bro, could you imagine Ken Norton Jr. being the defensive coordinator at Florida State alongside Willie Taggart? Could you imagine what that would do to college football? Yeah, well, probably have to revoke your uh, UM pass, but uh, yeah, I could see yeah, that. Yeah, and I, I didn't want to tell him that at first because I thought about my, my connection and my loyalty to the University of Miami. But again, hey, look, man, I'm, if, it's, if it's in the state of Florida, I'm all for it. And to help Willie, to help those guys, a good friend of mine, Telly Lockett is on the staff. So, hey, look, and then... I would love to see Ken Norton Jr. back in the coach. And at that particular time, he didn't have a job. He had just gotten fired from the Oakland Raiders. But it was one hell of a thought at that particular time, boss. I tell you that. But we, we played around with the idea for a little bit. We talked to Ken about it. Ken said, you know, he, he entertained it. You know, he wasn't sure if that's what he would do. But he was definitely interested. And um, it just didn't pan out that way. Well, I tell I'm you I'm glad it didn't. I tell you the reason why he probably didn't want to take it because I've talked to a couple of my friends, a couple of our friends who coached in college, 
And if they have an opportunity, they don't want no parts of college because they don't want to deal with the recruiting and all of the rules. Yeah, yeah. and and that that's that's kind of crazy, but it is what it is. Hey, look, we got to take a break, but when we get back, we're gonna hit tennis. We're going to hit the NFL. We're going to talk about our main man, Frank Gore. Then we're going to talk about Des Bryant. We're going to hit Don Jones. I, I can't wait to tell you all this story about Don Jones. Great story. And we're going to talk about the boy himself, the playboy, Johnny Manziel. So we're going to take a break real quick. We'll be right back to get down with Hurley Brown. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. We're talking big game adventures this week on The Revolution with Jim and Trav. While most seasons are still months away, that doesn't mean we can't start preparing for our fall pursuits right now. Joining us is Jenna Waller, host of Skullbound TV, Derek Ratliff, president and founder of Horizon Firearms, plus Tom and Nick of Become One. It's presented by Outdoor Channel, Sportsman Channel, World Fishing Network, and My Outdoor TV. Friday afternoons at 1 Pacific Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Join Matt Fish and Alex Clancy every week for Rebound Radio. We'll talk with the legends of basketball about how they got started, their rise to the top of the game, how basketball has changed their lives, and what they're up to now. Just like the game itself, you'll find that lives can pivot on a dime. There can be last-minute saves, and life is anything but run-of-the-mill. Rebound Radio can be heard live every Thursday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time and 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. You won't want to miss the next show. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. This is the Get Down with Hurley Brown. To reach our show today, call in to 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or send an email to thegetdownwithhurleybrown at gmail.com. Now back to the show. Okay, family, we are back. You're listening to the Get Down with Hurley Brown. I am your host, Hurley Brown, and I'm here with my roommate, my room dog, my ace, my co-host, Kelvin Harris. Now, on the, on the get down with, with Hurley Brown, we just that's what we do. We get down. We talk NFL. We talk tennis. We talk baseball. We talk basketball. We do it all. And sometimes we talk about stuff that don't even matter. But today, we're going to hit this NFL. Now, it, it, in this segment, we're going to take our time to go through some things that are trending in the NFL right now, things that are popping up. You know, we just talked about Stephen Morris signing with the Seattle Seahawks, and Alan Hearns going to the Dallas Cowboys. Alan is our guy. But here's my issue. I wake up the other day and, and grab my phone, and I'm looking, and Reuben Foster, who is <laughs> one of, one of, arguably one of the better linebackers in last year's draft, was arrested on, domestic, on domestic violence charges. Kill him. I mean, come on, man. Really? Listen. If your girl makes you that mad that you're willing to give up millions 
you need to get away from her. Fast. Not, Real fast. Not only, not only is he going to give up millions, but he about to give up some freedom because they talking about he looking at 11 years. He probably won't do 11 years, but they're going to give him some jail time because he punched in the head like eight times. Then he had some automatic weapons. It's like, yeah. what, the, what the hell are you thinking? Exactly. I mean, come on, man. So not only, you know, again, like you said, he punched in the head, he beat up, and then they got him for gun possession. And then, you know, and this isn't the first time they've got in trouble. So he well, was just arrested not too long ago. Well, here's, here's here's my problem. First of all, stupid is as stupid does. All right, let's look at this. You pick the two worst things to do right now. Have yeah. an automatic weapon and beat your gal. Domestic I'm, violence. They yeah. should just put Come you in jail on. for being stupid. You are. Right. That's what the judge ought to say. I'm sensing you to a year for being stupid. Because that's just dumb. 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 Straight dumb. You got the world by the balls. You are at the beginning of what... Look, look at James Harrison. James Harrison is, is about to retire. How old is James? 40-something? 30, 30, James was in the third grade when I was in the sixth grade. Well, you know he falsified his birth certificate. But anyway, dude. So, potentially, you can play professional sports, the NFL, for the it's next... new you, era? Are you kidding me? Oh my God! You're forty years old. They don't even they don't even hit each other. Exactly. And dude, you can make tons of money, especially in with these contracts that are coming out these days. Ruben, really, really? Come on, hey, man. Ruben. You know, you know, you know what he need to do, Hurley. He need to drive down the fisherman's wharf, uh, go to the to the edge of the water, and just toss a briefcase full of money in the in the in the sea. And let it go, cause that's what he just did. That's, it, that's exactly talked. what he just did. He just exactly talked exactly a gang of money in the water. Now, some teams in the National Football League have have made it known that they will not they will not even entertain you if you have a domestic violence charge. Well, here's the problem he had. He came into the draft with a red flag on himself already. That's why he dropped as low as he got. So you basically justified the scouts' analysis of you that you was going to be a problem. So a 23-year-old, stupid is as stupid does, a 23-year-old first-round draft choice and his rookies going into his sophomore season gets arrested for domestic violence, gun charge, and as of lately, I mean, not too long ago, he was arrested on suspicion of possessing, no, he was arrested actually for, yeah, for for an assault rifle, for possession of an assault rifle. I mean, an assault rifle? Dude, what are we doing? The problem he has, the way the NFL contract is written, they can terminate his contract right now for a uh, cause because exactly. he's violated the ethics clause in the contract. Right. Now, it's it sounds like he had a lot of money, but if you look at it, he probably only made six hundred thousand last year because his you know the, the the draft is slotted and the amount you make is slotted. So. Right. He really did take a briefcase full of money and toss it in the and water. just threw it away. Just threw it away. And I remember now, recruiting Ruben coming out of high school. Oh, he and, was a grown man. A oh, yeah. Man. I mean, he, like you said, I, I'm, I'm telling you, when you saw Ruben Foster, it was like, hey, man, you, you, you're an old man in a young man's body, boss. Oh, the and YouTube, he played that way. The YouTube videos when he was a sophomore were incredible. By the time he got to be a senior. He was a beast. Straight beast. 
But anyway, uh, hey, man, I hope you get your stuff together, Ruben. You know, I don't think you're a bad kid. I just think you're making bad decisions. You need uh, to start making better decisions. You need to start surrounding yourself with people that are going to help you make those types of decisions. Again, man, life is too short to be throwing it away over some nonsense. Get your stuff together. But on a better note, man, we got to give a get down shout out to one of the greatest running backs in the history of football. Whether it was high school at Coral Gables High School, college at the University of Miami, or the NFL with the San Francisco 49ers, the Indianapolis coach, or his newly appointed team, the Miami Dolphins. I'm talking about the man himself. I'm talking about a true Grovite. And for those of you who don't know what a Grovite is, a Grovite is someone who was born and raised in Coconut Grove. A Grovite. Yes. And they just now, we're talking about a kid that is straight from the streets of Coconut Grove. And they recently gave him the key to the city of Miami. He is the man, the myth, the legend, Frank Gore. People, it's not a fairy tale now. Hey, Kevin, it's you remember when they my, had that? It that, might that, be my most favorite story out of all of us. Oh, yeah. I mean, dude, the, the his, dude senior year, his senior year in high school, he got to, he got to take the, the, the SAT orally because he was dyslexic. Every day, or three, excuse me, three days a week, he's helping his mom get the dialysis on top of practice. I mean... The people were saying that he was gonna have to go um, small school because of his his uh, his his uh, condition, but he proved everybody wrong. And then on top of that, to come to the school and have two knee injuries, and he's still he's the last running back standing. Last one. Fourteen years, Kevin. It's inspirational. Inspirational story. Fourteen years as a running back in the National Football League. That's crazy. So. You remember that movie Kaiser Sose, right? Uh, not, yeah. not the movie, but Kaiser Sose from you the movie The Youthful Suspect. Suspect. Yeah. All right, now remember how people used to talk about how they used to tell the story about he was so bad that people thought he was a myth. Yeah. They thought he was, you know. So the old people would tell the kids, hey, look, Kaiser Sose, if, if, you, if you are bad, Kaiser Sose is going to come and get you. Okay. Now, this is, this is Frank Gore. So for all you guys that are out there, if you ain't working out and doing what you're supposed to do, Frank Gore is coming to get you. He's coming to get you. At his 14th year in the league, so Frank's got to be 33, 34. Yeah. Let's try to and Frank don't know no better. He don't know no better other than to be his best. So yeah. you better get your, your you better eat your Wheaties because it's going to hey. be, and you better put your hard hat on because it's hey, going to be a long day. On a side note, did you see a picture of him and Bailey? Bailey, Bailey's still looking young. <laughs> yeah, when you cut all that hair off <laughs> hey, and hide yeah. that ball spot that he got. Hey, man. Hey. Bailey, that's my dog, man. He gave me yeah. the best advice I had in the league. I remember right after we had uh, made the final cuts and they had signed me back to the roster, the practice roster, he said, hey, man, you got to make the club every every week. And he was right because the first week we got beat 43 in Buffalo and they cut the two star defensive tackles and put Sean Gilbert and Mark Boutte in and they said, hey, we done drafted y'all high, y'all going to make your money. I was like, wow. dang, first wow. week? Wow. Yeah. yeah man. Hey, but, but Robert Bailey to me, and I used to tease Robert all the time. And I got Robert Bailey stores for, for forever. But uh, Robert, Robert was like a, a brother to me. Robert when I first came, we all came in the same time. And when I got there, Robert embraced me. I would go to Robert's house. His mama is Mama Bailey to this day. That's my baby, you know. And 
to watch this guy play 11 years of National Football League, win two Super Bowls, one AFC, one NFC. Man, hey, you're talking about a hell of a story. And then he's a great person. He's a, yeah. I, I used to call him the intelligent hoodlum. Both of his brothers are doctors. He's the only outcast, and this guy's NFL. He's an NFL All-Pro, NFL star, and now he's president of one of the largest agents, sporting agencies in the National Football League. Well, but you know they throw basketball now, too. Exactly, exactly. So, again, one of the, 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 the greatest sports agencies, one of the largest, most, most renowned sports agencies in professional athletics. And he's the president of Rosenhaus Sports. Rob, kudos to you, man. We're going to give the get-down shout-out to Robert Bailey, my dog, my boy. Now, Robert played for the Dallas Cowboys, and just recently, the Dallas Cowboys and Des Bryant are all over the news. So, Des Bryant, and we all know Des Bryant. He's a, I'm not going to say self-proclaimed, because he had a pretty good career up to this point, to the last couple of years. Last three but, years been shaking. Yeah, last three years, man. He, you know, he's like he he's like he's struggling for whatever reason. But he's got all the tools in the world. So, you know what, Hurley? It's like he never recovered from that catch situation. Like that was. That's like it's been haunting him ever since. Yeah, and he's just so angry. So Des Bryant had a meeting with the Cowboys owner Jerry Jones. And then he got cut after the meeting. He should have said, yeah, you know, but you, you, you would like to think that you got a chance, to, an opportunity to go in and wipe the slate clean and sit down and hash out your, your differences with the owner and say, hey, look, you know what, man? I done done some things in my life. I've done some things in, at my time that I'm not proud of. But let's go ahead and make this thing work. Well, it wasn't really about him, uh, you know, Fessing up then, it was a simple situation. Hey man, you ain't produced like you supposed to these last three years. Take this pay cut so we can keep you. You know this is the best environment for you because I can tell you from uh, uh, one of my one of my world league uh, teammates. It was in the Texans organization for a long time, and um, they used the model that Jerry Jones had for Des Bryant on a couple of their players. They had a guy that was around with Dez. Um, they had people basically hanging out at his house at first, because when he first got there, he wasn't in the best place. I mean, okay, so, so hold hold on, Kevin. Let's do this, because I need you to explain that to me, because I don't understand that. So what I want you to do, we're gonna okay. take a break, and when we get back, I want you to explain that to me. So we're gonna take a break. When we come back, we're gonna talk about this Dez Bryant situation. Don't go nowhere. Because we're going to get down. To get down with Hurley Brown, we'll be right back. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Okay, sports fans, here's your opportunity to discuss football, America's favorite sport. On an annual basis, millions of people attend, watch, and listen to football, both pro and college. Ray Ellis Sports, an internet talk radio show, was developed with the fan in mind. Join host, former Philadelphia Eagles and Cleveland Browns strong safety, Ray Ellis, on Voice America Sports every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific for exciting, interactive football discussions from the fans' perspective. Tune in every Tuesday at 
at 1 p.m. Pacific to Ray Ellis Sports right here on the Voice America Network. And let's talk football. If you're looking for more information on firearms and the shooting sports, check out Taking Stock with Kelly McMillan. Kelly is the owner of McMillan Fiberglass Stocks with over 40 years of experience. Now he's ready to share some industry luminaries and their perspectives with you. If you're interested in firearms, whether it be for shooting, for fun, competition, hunting, or self-defense, Kelly is here to share his wisdom and experience. Listen live for Taking Stock with Kelly McMillan, Fridays at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. This is the Get Down with Hurley Brown. To reach our show today, call in to 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or send an email to thegetdownwithhurleybrown at gmail.com. Now back to the show. Okay, family, so we're back. Now, we're sitting here and we're talking about the Dallas Cowboys and Dez Bryant, who Dez Bryant just met with owner Jerry Jones of the Dallas Cowboys, and he still got cut. So, Kevin, so you are explaining to me. And let me read something to you real quick, because Michael Irvin made a, made a statement. He made a comment about, about Dez and the Dallas Cowboys. And, and I quote, he struggled to channel his fighter mentality once he felt that he did not fully connect with the players that were loyal to Coach Jason Garrett. It's a red flag. OK, what happens is when he gets in these situations, he does what he knows how to do. He fights. Irvin said, if you're not careful with how you speak to him and how you speak with him, he ends up fighting everybody and anybody and even fighting some of the people that are trying to help him. It got a little bad off the football field with Des fighting to get back where he wants to be and where he belongs. And he was fighting the people that were trying to help. Okay, let's go back. Let's go back to when Dez was coming out of uh, Oklahoma State. Okay. A lot was brought up about his family life. His mother, um, let me put this in the nice terms. She um, she was a streetwalker. Her, his father was her manager. I'm going to use that word instead of what, you know, would normally be used. Okay. He grew up in a very ghettoish environment. I know I have a good friend who, who uh, she's from Lufkin, and he wasn't from the side of Lufkin that she was from. So okay. they they managed him at Oklahoma State, but he was just all outdoors. He was just wild. Just imagine the wildest dude in Merritt Island. But the projects of Merritt Island, projects of Fort Myers, no home training. Uh, so when Dallas drafted him, they put a plan together. They had Calvin Hill as the uh, as the, um, the, the 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 player liaison, but then Jerry Jones saw you know he got some advice. Calvin Hill and a couple other people said, "Look, he needs to have detail, police detail, with him at all times whenever he goes out. You need to have somebody coming over to the house to check on him." Um, 
basically they had somebody follow him around 24-7 the first two years he was with the Cowboys. Wow. There was a, there was several domestic disputes. He wasn't involved in them, but the people around him were. Um, the newspaper got a hold of it. They kind of squashed most of it, but there was a time when some of that came out. But Jerry was committed to the kid and the Cowboys organization. And there was times where he got out of hand, but they always had somebody around to control him. I think there's times that Mike came in and spoke to him. There's times that Calvin Hill spoke to him. The Cowboys went above and beyond the call of duty. And it's funny because, like I said, my man who was with the Texans, they used the Dallas Cowboy model with a couple of the players that they drafted uh, in future years. Now, that being said, the last three years, Dez has not performed at the level. He doesn't even deserve to wear that 88 jersey. Um, they brought this up on NFL Live last week. Jerry met with Terrell Owens and Drew and Drew on a napkin. Hey, here's me, here's you, here's the Cowboys. Nobody is higher than the Cowboys. And at that meeting, he let Terrell Owens go. So when they were saying that him and Dez were going to meet, I knew automatically what that was about. It was either or. Either you take this pay cut or you got to go. And whoever his representation was should have known that's what was going to happen when they signed Alan Hearns. Because they didn't just sign Alan Hearns. They signed another receiver as well. So they've already prepared themselves to move on without you. On top of that, him and Dad, him and Dak Prescott have not connected like they should. So if you are the number one receiver and you ain't on the same page with the quarterback who ain't going nowhere, that's a problem. It's a big yeah, but, problem. But, and, and, so here, here's my problem, Kelvin, in the game. You know, family, we've always said, and, and it's, it's as cliche as, as anything we've ever heard, it takes a village to raise a child. Yes, but, and they had a village raising him. But we're talking about children. Dez is a grown man. But Hurley, when Hurley, does it we, stop? Hold on, Hurley. We played for a guy for two years who got up at our first banquet and said, I play favorites. Those who produce get treated better than those who don't. And I'm talking about Coach Johnson. And Jerry has been using the same formula. So as long as Dez was producing, Jerry felt that going above and beyond the call of duty wasn't uh, unnecessary because he wanted to get the best Dez Bryant he could. And he did for quite a while. It's just that I think Dez has never been a speedster. He doesn't get separation like some guys do. And he hasn't performed since Dak Prescott showed up. And, so my uh, question to you, Kevin, and, and this is the same question I ask, I'll ask anybody. And family, if you're out there listening, please give us a call and chime in on this conversation because I need to hear from somebody. Because I would love to know, when does it stop? Are, 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 you, are you enabling a person when you allow him to get away with certain things continuously, or are you helping that person? 
Well, I think Jerry Jones just helped Dez Bryant because look, Lufkin is not that far away from Dallas. You recruited that area when you were at um, Louisiana Lafayette. So you know it's a hip, a hop and a skip away. So all of the bad influences that could catch a hold of him from his hometown was right up the street. Now, if he's lucky, he has to go to a place like Green Bay where we ain't going to show up. <laughs> well, the, and, the, I mean, right now they're talking about he, him wanting to go to play with, with Odell Beckham Jr. at with the Giants. I don't see and that. And I'm not so sure if New, if New York is a good spot for Des Bryant. New York is a horrible spot for Des, but on top of that, I don't see Dave Gettleman giving him the type of money he thinks he deserves. Well, he may take a pay cut to go play with OBJ. Well, here's, so, the, interesting, here's the interesting thing about that, Hurley. I'm going to go back to what I just said earlier about his, um, his, his upbringing. All right, you've been used to making a certain type of money. In the state of Texas, there is no state income tax. Now you're taking a pay cut and you're moving to New York. Now, if he has a responsible agent, his agent is going to say, Des, I can't let you sign with the Giants because that million dollars that you're signing for, because that's the league minimum for veterans, is really about $300,000. Because after after you pay your federal taxes, you still got city and state taxes in New York Mm. on top of trying to find some place to live. That would be the culture shock of all culture shocks. His agent has to take it upon him to get him to sign somewhere like Green Bay, who needs a receiver because they just lost, they just got rid of um, of um, Jordy Nelson, someplace like that. Don't send that kid to New York. That's career suicide. Yes, it is. But I'll tell you what, man, and again, we're faced with this issue, especially as high school coaches, even college coaches. We're faced with issues like Des Bryant all the time. Guys, because of their upbringing, of their environment, they, they don't know how to cope with the rest of the world. And they, they don't channel their anger, their passion in the right directions. So they end up acting out, doing things. Again, my issue is how long do you hold on to a kid or how long do you hold his hand and try and, and convince him that everything that you're doing is for the betterment of him himself and his family and not just your organization because as you well, said earlier Kelvin early apparently in Dallas is after three bad seasons <laughs> <laughs> yeah but even in high school even in high school when does it stop because well, for I'm me kidding. I think you're, you're you're hindering a kid more if you allow that kid to do certain things and get away with certain things just because you want to win a football game uh, I, and, and again, I don't I, know the answer. I wish somebody well, could tell me. I don't know. I'm gonna tell you something, Hurley. I I don't coach, but I I help a lot of my 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 my, my classmates and friends for Fort Myers try and help their kids get in school once they fall through the cracks. And I see exactly what you're saying. You get these kids in school, and then they get up there and they quit. <laughs> they, yeah. they they're they're not, they're not used to being away from. The they're not used vibe. to being away from home. They're not used to being under any type of structure, discipline. They're not used to that. And and that's what that's why I think we as high school coaches, and again, let's go back to the old saying, it takes a village to raise a child. It takes everybody 
but you can't you can't give him an out. You can't be that soft shoulder for a kid. Everybody's got to be hard and stern. And Kevin, you know, I've always thought about this. When we were coming up. We had those homeboys in the neighborhood. Now, yeah. my my whole thing of my entire existence today. Again, I was raised by, you know, my dad was around. My dad was in my life, but my dad was not in the household. But he was in my life, okay? But we weren't as, we weren't the father-son type of relationship until I got older. Yeah. But as I'm growing up in my most, I guess, learned behavioral stages, I learned from my homeboys. I yeah. learned from them old heads in the neighborhood, them old guys that, that that wanted to make sure that you took advantage of every opportunity available to you to be successful because they felt that they didn't do it and they didn't want to see you pass up these opportunities. Uh, you couldn't skip here, school. Same here, really. And I'm going to tell you, it's ironic. Fort Myers, when, when we were coming up, was the distribution center for what was then crack. And what was interesting was the drug dealers, they recognize at an early age the kids that's going to be something. And they like, hey, man, don't let me catch you out here in these streets. And ironically, in the, I grew up in a housing project, and we had a basketball court at the rec center. And the older guys, that actually was a teaching place for us. Right. The barbershop, the yes. basketball, the, uh, the rec center. We go play ping pong. We go play shoot oh, pool. Man. Those guys would come in and, man, God forbid you, 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 you doggone playing basketball on the basketball court with these guys. They taught you how to be a young man. Don't go yeah. out there with your hat not cone. Back then? Oh, oh they yo, dog. They, yeah, and as a yeah. matter of fact, I, I remember sometimes guys taking me to the barbershop to get my hair cut and them paying for it. My mom not even having to pay for it. Hey, I mean, man, we had, we had, where has that gone? You know what I'm saying, Kevin? But that's a whole nother show. We're going to get on that. We're going to actually, we're going to dedicate an entire show to where is the homeboy? We might even write a book about it, Kev. But anyway, oh. until then, we're going to take a break. And when we get back, we're going to talk about old Don Jones. Talk about Don Jones. We got to hit Johnny Manziel. Come on, man. We got to do that. Colin Kaepernick. The then we're going to talk about the first-round pick of the WNBA. Oh, my God. And she's a giant. But she's a beautiful giant. But anyway, so we're going to take a break. We'll be right back with the Get Down with Hurley Bryant. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Looking for the best show about horse racing and handicapping? Want to play the ponies? Join us every week for Winning Ponies with John Englehart, racing's regular guy, where you'll go inside and behind the scenes with the top jockeys, trainers, agents, and handicappers in the world of horse racing. This show is the perfect complement to the Winning Ponies handicapping website. Listen for top plays for the weekend and the spot play of the week and win prizes just for calling in. Winning Ponies with John Englehart is live Thursdays at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Network. Want to experience football from the perspective of two former players who also have coaching experience? Tune in to Sports Info UM with Daryl Oliver and Sam Sword. We'll talk about the drafts, play-by-play, and even what's happening in the offseason. 
Daryl and Sam have the connections and the knowledge to bring you the inside stories of the game's past, present, and future. We'll cover the camps, on and off field, and everything else, football and beyond. Sports Info UM is heard Mondays at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. This is the Get Down with Hurley Brown. To reach our show today, call in to 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or send an email to thegetdownwithhurleybrown at gmail.com. Now back to the show. Okay, family, we are back. You listen to the Get Down with Hurley Brown. I'm your host. Curly Brown, coming to you live from Merritt Island, Florida, Mustang country. How about the mighty Mustangs? Kelvin, my main man, my ace, Kelvin Harris, my co-host. Kelvin, yeah. so the homeboy is, is non-existent right now. But we, like I said, no, we're going to dedicate gone. a whole show to that, you know. But as of right now, the NFL, you know, all these free agents, I hope and pray to God my, my homeboy's son, Willis Need gets Get signed. He was with the New Orleans Saints the last couple of years. Arguably one of the better, one of the better pure wide receivers. One of the better. I not, now I'm not gonna say pure, but more complete package. Great route runner, great hands, and one of the best blocking wide receivers in the National Football League. He's a free agent right now. He's looking to, to, to go somewhere. He's actually being represented by Robert Bailey and Drew Rosenhaus. Oh, Rosenhaus. Yes, sir. That's my man. But anyway, so now there's not always bad stuff that goes on in the National Football League. There are some really great stories. The unfortunate part about it, about these particular stories, a lot of people don't want to talk about that type of stuff because it doesn't doesn't sell tickets, you know what I mean? But the no. get down, hey, look, I, I want everybody to know that not everybody in the National Football League is a bad guy. There are some really great guys in the National Football League, and Don Jones is one of them. Don Jones is a fifth-year NFL veteran defensive back. Dude, just recently he went back to his hometown, Bamolton, Alabama, and he mm. took a special needs student to her prom. Oh, oh yeah. Man, I'm, I'm talking about, bro. You, you, it makes you want to cry. You know what I'm saying? But but I'm a tough dude, so I ain't going to do that. I'm not going to let y'all see me cry. But <laughs> Don Jones went back to his hometown. A friend of the family, she's a special needs kid. Um, she's got... Again, she's, you know, yeah, she has some handicap issues. Yeah. But, I mean, he took the time out of his busy life, in which I know he's extremely busy, to bring joy to this girl's life. And, man, that that's to be commended. So, Don Jones, you are the get-down man of the week for us. Actually, the get-down man of the month. I don't know nobody out there that does it better than what you do. Man, you continue to do what you do. He's playing for the San Francisco 49ers right now. He was just signed. He's been around the league now, even in his five. He's only five, 25 years old. He played his college ball at Arkansas State. As a matter of fact, I want to say that he played um, 
with Arkansas State when we played him when I was coaching at the University of Miami. I'm not 100% sure on that, but I think he was. But, you know, he's playing, he played for the, um, the Miami Dolphins, played for New England, New Orleans, Cleveland, Houston. Like I said, he's been around for a little while. He just signed a two-year deal with the San Francisco 49ers. Don, we wish you nothing but the best. And, again, thank yeah, you for, a, for, for reaching out. That was a help on his part. Exactly. Now, while Don Jones is out there doing his thing, Johnny Manziel is over there doing his. Now, Kelvin. Now he's trying to get back into the league. In which, hey, I don't, I don't, I don't blame him. I mean, who wouldn't? Everybody has, you know, has dreams. But he played in the spring league just recently. Now, the one clip that I saw of him in that he spring league. No, not not the one I saw. The one that I saw to me was the epitome of why I don't think he's gonna make it in the National Football League. Okay. The clip that I saw was on YouTube, and it showed it showed the, the, the crossing routes, like a, a mesh route, an over and under route, and and instead of him throwing the ball away from the defenders, allowing his receivers to to catch the ball, and he's talking about a five yard route, eight yard route, you know, as I said, an over and under, and 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 getting some yardage, man, he holds on to the ball, then he scrambles. And everybody's all excited because he completes a 40-yard pass. That doesn't come, come on, man. Really? That's not that's not what when I say he got Peter rolled, what I saw was they showed him in the pocket, he stepped up, and they smothered him. Like he didn't have now the ability to that's realistic. That's what's gonna happen to him in the National Football League. Because again, man, you're talking about dude, the greatest athletes in the world. And Johnny Menzel, he's... I want to add on to that, Hurley. I want to add on to that, Hurley, by saying that's Baker Mayfield's future as well, so... Yeah, and and I don't... And again, I go back to saying, who who thinks that Baker Mayfield is a first-round draft choice? And why do you think that? Apparently the Miami Dolphins. Okay, well, that's why the Miami Dolphins are... And again, the Miami Mullets. Yeah, you know, but it is what it is. I, I mean, come on, man. We'll see. I hope they don't make that 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 decision. I'm hoping well, that they realize it is a big man's game. From but what uh, they, from, from from all reports, it ain't just the Dolphins. There may be another team or two that tries to trade up to get him. And wow. I hope they go three and thirteen or worse for being well, that stupid. Yeah, we'll we'll see what happens again. And I don't. I'm I'm not a hater. I don't hate on nobody. I love everybody's kid. Everybody deserves the we opportunity. Being real, we being realistic here. I mean. Exactly. So, all right. So, Johnny, I'm hoping that you you do something. I don't know if it's in the National Football League. I don't know if it's in the Spring League. I don't know if it's with this new league of Alliance Football. But whatever it is, I hope you are successful at something. I just don't think it's going to be in the National Football League. I don't yeah, think I, so. I, I've been wrong before. I'm hoping I am now, but the WNBA had had their draft just recently, and South Carolina's Jai Wilson was drafted by the Las Vegas Aces with the number one pick of the WNBA draft. Now, Kevin, she is phenomenal. She is, you know, she she led them to a national title in 2017. She was the most outstanding player of of the the year, and she was the consensus national player of the year just this past season. She's a three-time All-American, three-time All-SEC player, the number one pick of the draft. Unbelievable. I can't wait to see this young lady play. Well, she um, she was the number one player in high school coming out, 
And her first year, they actually had her come off the bench as the sixth woman. And she was still, I believe, the leading scorer, second leading rebounder, because they had like three, six, five girls, and they rotated all of them. Mm-hmm. And then her, her second year is when she got into the starting lineup and she blossomed. But I expect her to be pretty productive. Yeah, I mean, she's she's a stud. She's a stud, and she's I think she's AKA, and yeah. the and the commissioner of the WNBA is also an AKA. So there's Sarah there, they're throwing the, throwing up the pinky and all this. I mean, but it's it's great to watch, man. It's it's awesome. Anytime a young lady can achieve her dreams and stuff like that, I'm all for. It. Not only was she now, I got a homeboy, and I gotta say this, I gotta do this before we get out of here. One of my friends, one of the guys that I that I look to. Well, I grew up with, actually. I grew up with, with Derek Ingram. Derek Ingram's daughter, Mackenzie Ingram, was just drafted. She was the 27th pick of the draft. She got drafted by our hometown team, the Atlanta Dream. So she goes, she grew up 30 minutes away from, from Atlanta. She, she grew, it out, grew up over there in Hillgrove, went to Hillgrove High School. Now, she was a first-round draft choice, and she played for the University of Georgia, She's a beautiful girl. I understand that her mom was a phenomenal athlete. Her dad was a phenomenal athlete. It's in the genes. Mackenzie, all the love to you. Congratulations. We're going to get you and your brother on the show. Now, her brother is Evan Ingram, who was also drafted in the first round by the New York Giants. Evan ended up in his rookie season coming from Ole Miss. Evan had 66 66 receptions. You know, had six touchdowns. I mean, the kid had a phenomenal rookie season. And they're saying right now, Kelvin, that he will be considered one of the top ten tight ends next year in the National Football League. So, Mackenzie, Evan, we got to get you guys on the get down with Hurley Brown. You, Biggie, your brother, we're going to make a show out of it. It's going to be the Ingrams or the pros. We're going we're gonna to make that happen, Kelvin. But yeah. before we get out of here, Florida State quarterback DeAndre Francois. You got caught with weed. Come on. And then you're going to blame your girlfriend. I mean, come on, DeAndre. I mean, come on, bro. You know, I mean, dude, man, I recruited you out of high school. You're a good kid. You got the world by the balls. Let's act like it. Colin Kaepernick went to the, the NFL headquarters to depose uh, Roger Goodell for conspiring with other league officials to blackball him because of him kneeling. You know, come on, man. Hey, look, dude, let, let, let's can't we all just get along? You know, in the famous words of Rodney King, can't we all just get along? Come on, that's, Colin. Yeah, that's a tough situation. He's uh, he's not backing down, and that probably cost no, him. He's the not. Back, that probably but, cost but him to the me, backup pick in Seattle. Right, but to me, what you wanted to accomplish has been accomplished. You brought awareness to that situation. We're not going to talk about it, but you brought awareness. You opened some eyes. You educated a lot of people. So now you need to start taking, you know, a look at, hey, look. And again, if you don't want to play, that's fine. If you want to play, let's let bygones be bygones and let's continue to do what you do. And that's like football. I think what he needs to do is what um, the kid in Philadelphia is doing, the uh, the DB um, from Ohio State. Uh, His name slips me, but. He had already won a championship with the Saints, and he had become – he's part of the movement. And what they started doing on their days off 
was going ride-alongs with the police. So now, okay, you've got the awareness. Let's get the community and the cops together and have and have dialogue to where you know we can advance. Because if you if you stay on this point, it's going to keep the division up. I mean, exactly. You got to exactly. move on. I mean, and, and again, you look at what happened up, you know, at the Starbucks situation, dude. Let's 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 move forward. Let's continue to educate. But Colin, I'd love to see you back out there on the football field. Me personally, brother, I really yeah. would. I think you are a great quarterback. I think that the NFL is in dire need of great quarterbacks like yourself. And, oh yeah. But but again, hey, look, it's been great, family, being able to be back here and talk to you. You know, making it do what it do, getting down with you again. We'll be back next week. Same get down time, same get down channel. Signing off from Merritt Island, Florida. This is your boy, Hurley Brown, and my main man, Kelvin Harris. C4L. Yes, sir, buddy. And next week, we'll talk about the University of Miami and how they ended up spring practice because we're going to get a first-hand look at it this weekend. But that's our show. Signing off. Peace. for tuning into the get down with hurley brown the coach wants you to join us again next week tuesday at 12 noon pacific time and 3 p.m eastern time on the voice america sports channel we'll have another great show ready to roll next week